0: Hello podcast listeners.
1: It's Wildcat Minute where we talk about High School Musical 3 senior year one minute at a time. I'm Condra,
0: And I'm Tyler.
1: And today we're talking about Minute 28 of High School Musical 3 senior year. Minute 28 starts with Gabriella saying it's Oprah calling and ends with a whole host of folks singing only given me the best while a kick line is happening.
0: Well, they haven't quite started kicking yet in the in this
1: it's forming minute, but then a kick line uh, is forming a,
0: cho- a chorus line perhaps.
1: So Gabriella reveals who is on the phone and it's Oprah calling again again. <laughs> With this absolutely perfect disgusted face that Vanessa Hudgens nails.
0: Yes, definitely um, predating her um, evil cousin character from the Princess Switch movies. Absolutely. Uh, reminiscent there. Yeah. The, oppos- the opposite of reminiscent, preminiscent. Prescient?
1: Prescient. That's not That's quite
0: what that means. But. Yeah.
1: And both Sharpay and Ryan are like shooing her away like she wants you on the show. And they're like, God, just get her off the phone.
0: That pesky Oprah always wanting to, you know, talk to the most famous people and do good for others. That's not our vibe.
1: No. Although it does seem a little weird that they wouldn't want to go on and like add talk about themselves for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like it's probably not the right type of press. Like Oprah is for stereotypically moms who are at home during the day.
1: Yeah, but those are also the folks buying Broadway tickets.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, it's I mean, in in the fake logic of this hypothetical universe where Gabriella is their maid wearing a black and white French maid outfit. Yeah. Which, you know, has connotations. Yep. Why is she answering the phone, though? Like,
1: Yeah. It's weird that Tiara Gold is not the one doing assistant quite work
0: for her. Oh, yeah, that would be an interesting angle on this. Yeah, because it's like she's either your maid, so she's like cleaning up after you, or she's your secretary, like assistant, but not like both. Like you, you can't have it all, the best of both worlds. No, no, no.
1: But they want it all.
0: <laughs> and they want it now. Um, on the left side of the screen, Ryan is getting fitted in some sort of like... Like kimono, like karate esque. Like yeah.
1: No, I thought it was more like a bathrobe. Okay. I thought he was like getting like he was putting on like a bathrobe or like a a cover suit to like performers put like a cover up over them so they don't ruin like ruin their costume with makeup. Fair. I assumed it was like just just dressing room wear.
0: He wasn't on screen for like quite long enough for me to really be able to interpret what at all was going on and then things sort of change around um officer chad appears and says do you have any idea how fast you were going which in the logic of this universe doesn't make sense because they were in a cab but
1: no and it's also kind of funny because he's doing an an accent as well he's got the new york accent thing trying to go to
0: yeah, the 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 Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean he's probably doing it a little bit better than Kelsey. Kelsey oh, wasn't that noticeable though. Yeah, because she was more muted in the sound mix.
1: Yeah, but he realizes that it's Sharpay, and they have a nice little like back and forth.
0: <laughs> Officer Chad Sharpay, how you doing? Yeah,
1: Miss Miss Sharpay,
0: Miss Evans. And then Kelsey walks back into the cab for it to, like, become a cab again.
1: Yeah. Sharpay, like, leaves. Chad says for her to follow him. And, like, Sharpay leaves the dressing room area. And Kelsey sits back down with, like, a vicious eye roll.
0: Did you notice, speaking of Kelsey's eyes, she's got, like, this... It's. I think it's eyeshadow because it's not like on her eyebrows. It's below her eyebrows. She's got the the red and the the yellow and black checker of a taxi cab, like as the eyeshadow.
1: I didn't notice that, and that's awesome. If that is that's the-
0: very theater kid. Like I'm gonna make the most of this. Yeah. Very subtle theme.
1: I love that. I did not see it, but I love it.
0: They'd be like of the cash cab guy. Had, like, extra yellow makeup on.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Ben Begley?
1: Sure. I don't know. We then transition out of... To a
0: completely new thing.
1: Wildly new. We get our dance break, which it's been a while since we've had a good Kenny Ortega dance break.
0: Yeah, because I guess we didn't really get one in the basketball scene earlier because it was, like, all basketball...
1: Nor did we get one for Troy and Gabriella's song. So this is the first dance break of HSM3. S-Y.
0: And a dance break it is. It's not a classic like Kenny Ortega, like closer to like hip hop and pop dance.
1: No, this um, is style. a Bob Fosse Broadway dance break.
0: Yeah, this is more cabaret, more Chicago As someone who literally saw Chicago yesterday when Mm -hmm. recording this, I was like, oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Yeah. Sharpay's got the like one piece
1: leotard leotard
0: type thing with the white blazer over it.
1: And she's got a bob wig, like a straight bob wig.
0: Not a Bob Fosse wig.
1: No. (laughs) No. And then Ryan is wearing a white tux.
0: Yeah, with with, with a white top, top hat. hat. Yeah. Full full tux, all white.
1: So classic Tumblr post moment here. There are screen grabs of them in the these outfits and Taylor Swift after this movie came out in very similar outfits. And people <laughs> being like, Wow, Taylor was inspired by high school musical three senior year.
0: I mean, I think if you're like if we're all just drawing from the same content, like it it doesn't make
1: no that but much of a
0: difference. They're
1: blonde, like Taylor. The thing yes. was like Taylor Swift had the same haircut as Sharpay, kind of like that was yes. part of it as well. So that is
0: for sure. And these are people who are, like coming up in the, like the exact same time period too.
1: Absolutely, it's
0: so it's so wild to think of like Taylor Swift like starting out like back in 2007. Yeah, like. Like she's been around for a long time now. Yeah,
1: yeah. The staying power of many artists nowadays, I would say, are, are quite spectacular. I mean, i I was talking about this with our father recently because I went and saw Fallout Boy, who just released a new album. And while they don't have the stardom that Taylor Swift or Beyonce was, my other example. Um, me seeing them in 2023 is reminiscent of our parents seeing Aerosmith in the 1990s, where the band is 20 years old, but are still producing hits and albums and are still in the popular music zeitgeist. Beyonce and Taylor Swift definitely have a little bit of a difference where they're still superstars. Like Beyonce, we, we listen to um, Crazy Love that evening as well and it was like oh wow this song is 20 years old
0: yeah I think the difference is that like Aerosmith like in the 90s still was one of the biggest bands yeah whereas our culture in 2023 has um diverged like there are still the super popular people but basically every niche has like its own large enough fandom to sustain it yeah and that wasn't necessarily true in the 70s 80s 90s with certain like, punk bands, like, could be successful, but on punk terms, not on, like, world stage terms. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the music industry's changed. You used to be able to make money by selling records and CDs, and you can't anymore. Yeah. Um. So you have to tour. Mm-hmm. But.
1: Hey, it's good for um, me to go see All-American Rejects.
0: <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, isn't even that like, far into a multi-decade career. No. Um, because there are your Aerosmiths, your Rolling Stones, your Springsteens, your Elton Johns, your Billy Joels, who have been, like, doing this for 50 years. Yeah,
1: yeah. To see, I've seen multiple bands this year particularly have their 50 they're having their 50th anniversary tour. And I've used, I mean, I even saw the Beach Boys 50th anniversary tour 10 years ago.
0: Now, granted, we'll see if like there's like a dip for like 10 years where Taylor Swift isn't particularly popular and then comes back. I don't think that will happen.
1: Which is reminiscent of all those folks we just listed. Yes. But yeah, so we're in this dance break right now and it is the lighting is cool. Um, So it's this very dark lit. Background with these striking red and white lights over. So it's uh, Ryan and Sharpay in their white getups, and then basketball players and cheerleaders in their basically their East High getups. But there's a little the more track sparkle suits, to them.
0: The red and the red and white tracksuits, yeah. mostly red.
1: Yeah, but uh, a little more bedazzling to them.
0: Yeah, the the phrase "darkly lit" is kind of an oxymoron like doesn't seem like it's possible. But but it but it makes sense when you actually think about it.
1: Yeah, like the background is dark, but there are these cool lights to highlight little bits of it and it's mood lighting, I would say.
0: Yeah, and and this is they're also breaking down the song. They're just kind of like whispering, "I I I want it. Uh, I want it." Like
1: Yeah, while they're reaching, there's lots of hand grabby like Weird arm movement bends.
0: And they're doing the, like, the cabaret-esque, like, lifts and, like, rotations and stuff like that. They're
1: all walking in this, like, huddled mass, grabbing and reaching. So it's like a a physical representation of Sharpay's ambition to just want things and grab things and just this, like, growing desire.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more primal, like the like you it's it's stripped down because there aren't any props but when when you leave everything to just um, a mass of human bodies like it becomes a lot more visceral and a lot more animalistic mm-hmm. but in an, in an expressive way
1: it's very modern dance like yes the modern dance style that you see like in dance studios and like on dancing with the stars and stuff where it's lots of reaching out and pulling in and that kind of stuff. It, it's that.
0: But still finely controlled body movements. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's very tight, very organized. And then when Sharpay and Ryan kind of leave the mass, the extras spread out and start doing like breakdancing type moves, but like, they're a lot yeah, more floor fluid. Moves, yeah. Yeah. They go into like floor dancing a little bit, but it's very, it's still very like jolted. They'll hold a position for longer. It's it's very metered I guess is.
0: And then the whole room bursts into
1: color color
0: light, extravaganza. So again this whole time we've just been in the cafeteria set. yeah this this past part where it was kind of dark it wasn't super noticeable but you could still sort of see the shadows of the tiered um, background
1: and the murals in the background too even, kind of?
0: They must have been, like, so amped when they realized, like, how cinematic this space in the East High cafeteria was.
1: I wonder if Kenny was playing the long game was like, I get a bigger budget. This room is gonna be lit.
0: I wonder, like, if they chose East High originally just because, like, it was a high school that would let them shoot inside, or, like, if they needed the particular set of the cafeteria to look like that. Like, did they choose this high school because it was in Utah and it had the big cafeteria because they shot the auditorium in a different high school. If I'm remembering correctly,
1: the gym was in a different high school. I thought,
0: okay, either way, like obviously they didn't use like, not every single thing we see in the school is in East high. Yeah. But this cafeteria definitely is. And Mm -hmm. one has to wonder like how much that factored into the original movie's decision. And how much like bargaining they had to do to like be able to do this much set work inside. Because one has to imagine they probably shot this over the summer. Mm -hmm. Which means they probably only had like two months to do this particular thing. And that's a lot. That's a lot of work.
1: Absolutely. To like hang
0: all these like big glowing signs. Because it's not CGI.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) It is so clearly real neon signs in this part in particular. So we get... So just to build the scene and folks that maybe haven't seen it in a while, we get this really incredible wide shot of the stairs, this upper tier, and all around there are those like shiny New York buildings that we were seeing in the last minute when they were riding in the cab. There's also six neon signs. There's two... There's one smaller neon sign hanging from the ceiling that says Ryan and Sharpay, and then across the wall where the murals you usually are for, like, stick to the status quo, it just says Ryan and Sharpay in big neon. And then there's also a neon sign for the Ritz, the Savoy, the Bijou, the Avon, one that says Virginia, and then... I can't read what it says like uh, above it. It says like something small and then Virginia and then also decked out on the walls are these massive ad black and white Sharpay model headshot advertisements like it's a makeup company, which is incredible.
0: It's a perfume ad. Yeah. Do you know what the name of the perfume is?
1: I could not read it.
0: It was manipulation by Sharpay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that
0: (laughs) which is a little on the nose but okay
1: but also like it fits in with the perfume companies that were coming out at the time that were tying in with famous celebrities like Britney Spears
0: yeah it's manipulations like one too many syllables for that like you want to choose like a like a two syllable word for your perfume not four syllables Five syllables. <laughs> Connor and I both moved our fingers to count.
1: But um, they, Ryan and Sharpay walk from both ends of the stairs on their platform, like their upper tier that they, they've been seen on before. And they kind of dance through different stereotypically dressed high school students and a la the beginning of We're All in This Together when Sharpay and Troy are walking through the folks and they're all happy to be around them.
0: <laughs> We're all here. We're speaking out in one voice. We make each other strong. strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. So
1: they're dancing. Ryan's folks look a little more excited. Sharpay really only like engages with one boy that's almost like like a skater boy dress
0: the backs are sort of towards the camera so it's hard to see the faces of those extra dancers
1: but we do see like a punk kind of person a jock nerd so
0: there's there's some (laughs) you know all the different types of high schoolers there's the brainiacs and the skaters exactly exactly the basketball and boys. they
1: get to the center and they come back to the line, I've got to have my star on the door. And Martha and Taylor again, back to our pin from last minute, uh give hand them, them stars. stars. And they so throw stupid. them behind them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they said star. Somebody hand them a star.
1: Yeah. But I think... Like for them to throw it away, it's like, oh, we're beyond star on the door at this point. Like
0: everybody knows which door is my door. It doesn't need a star on it.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't
0: make sense. No,
1: it doesn't. but um, <laughs> it's interesting that Taylor reappears in a much subtler subtler way. like Zeke's two appearances were a lot more noticeable, like being a bodyguard and then being in the Tiki bar. Those were a little more pronounced, and maybe that's just because Zeke has more ties to Sharpay and Ryan canonically, where Taylor's reappearance kind of doesn't matter and she represents a stereotype in an effective way. Same with Martha being like the cheerleader, where
0: Zeke's. Rolled. Zeke doesn't fit into your boxes. He's a basketball player and a baker.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because I saw Martha on the left first. And then I was like, okay, they, they fit Martha into this song somewhere. That makes sense. And then I realized it was Taylor on the other side. And I was like, that's weird because, like, they could bring Jason back or have Klapow in there somewhere, like one of the other background dancers that we've seen. But for it to be Taylor, who's, like, holding a, note, like a sort of prop notebook that says science in big letters, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, so she's, like, in the stereotypical, like, science nerd outfit. Like, that doesn't really make sense on. for- what they're going for in the song at this point, but it's whatever. Like, I'm just glad that Taylor gets more screen time, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely a little weird that Taylor was chosen as one of the representatives of a, a stereotype over any other brainiac stereotype.
0: It's hard. It's hard to know exactly what they're going for with the like, and then they walk through a crowd of stereotypical high schoolers. Like that's kind of it, but I, like, I don't know like what the what the thought behind that was. So I don't there's there's no point in trying to parse what the thought behind putting Taylor there was either.
1: That's fair. But then it starts to break the music breaks down to that kind of end of song
0: halftime, like okay now everybody type.
1: Yeah. And Ryan jumps over the bar onto a staircase to seemingly get down to the lower level.
0: Yeah, there's like a clear glass staircase, which yeah. is like you don't see it at first. He's like hopping over the banister and you're like, where is he going? <laughs> yeah,
1: and Sharpay starts like moving towards the pole and like swiveling her hips.
0: <laughs> Dude, we didn't mention the, the large statue of Liberty Head that's like oh, rotated yeah. up behind them.
1: That is true. Yeah, yeah. So just to get a little more New York in.
0: And there's a big chorus line forming, they had, like Rockette esque. They're all arm in arm. They're about to start kicking, but not quite yet. Yeah. They're in these like pink hats and like black and white and pink blazer type. It
1: almost is like a Japanese future punk kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the aesthetic. I think you nailed it
1: 100%. Thank you. I've been thinking about it a lot, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but yeah, so we get the very. We clearly are coming towards the end of the song because the way the music the is breaking. The big finale, indeed. Um Finally? so we'll we'll finish talking about the kick line and Ryan running downstairs and whatnot in the in the future. So, do you want to go into our next segment, or is there anything else Not you yet. have to say about this minute?
0: <laughs> I I think I think the the sort of cabaret Fosse esque little dance break in between, leading into this big impressive set like. They've done so much like with all the things that they've done in the like, hey, this was all the cafeteria the whole time, like building it up to like this. We're like, it's the cafeteria, but like we've tricked it out to the one hundred and tenth degree. Yeah. You know, that phrase that exists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's you know, it's 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 a good delivery on the premise of like, this is the movie where we're going to go all out. Yeah. And they they truly did. And it's fun to watch. even if I think overall the scene doesn't really play into anything plot-wise that we needed at this point in the script or really advancing the characters in a significant way.
1: Yes. We have also not this week talked about Ryan's buy-in to this daydream this week that we spent a lot of last week talking. And I think at this point, after Dance... Ryan is here. <laughs> he is in character. He is glitz glammed and bought in.
0: Well, there's this idea of like, is he selling his soul to the devil? Like, is is that he supposed to be like? Devil. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, oh, like in the last movie, he realized he'd rather be friends with the Wildcats overall than like just be the number two to his sister all the time. Mm -hmm. And then in this movie, it's like, Oh, like, is it supposed to be a dramatic change that he's recommitted himself to working with Sharpay as opposed to being faithful to the Wildcats? There's no, it's not like there's a betrayal happening here. No, he's just agreeing. Yeah. It would be great to be famous with my sister. If we together could achieve that, that would be great. Like, he's participating in the fantasy without like having committed himself to like pushing anyone down or anything like that, which I guess ties back into the, like there's only one, there's only one scholarship for the Juilliard spot, which is complicated too, because it seems like Ryan and Sharpay wouldn't need the scholarship, something else that we've talked about, but yeah. Yeah. It's not, I I agree. You're right. That's like, there's something there about like Ryan buying into Sharpay's mania, Mm -hmm. but I like it's, that's not what the song is about either. Like, no, it's tough.
1: Yeah. We'll see how this impacts Ryan's brain in the future, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. Save it for later. Put a pin in it.
1: We love pins here.
0: Yes. Pins and needles. All right. Cue the music for the DCOM segment. Condra, here we go. I have compiled a list of names of movies. You have to figure out which one is the real Walt Disney Pictures film. Okay. So what I'm going to tell you is that this is a Walt Disney Pictures Western comedy that came out in 1978. Okay. You have to figure out which one is real. All right. All right. Weird Tales of the West, True Wit, On the 1030 Train, A Handful of Horses, A Man Named Nebraska, Hot Lead and Cold Feet, (laughs) Times on the Trail, The Rider of Dixie Ranch, Fun on the Frontier, Six in a Saddle, Buckskin Bounty, Outlaws on the Loose, Justice or Jail, Wagon Train Woes, The Valley of Violence, Cowboys and Cowgirls Convene, Bandana Ranch, The Delaware Drifter, Fort Durango, No Sleep Till Tulsa, or The Shy Girl from Cheyenne.
1: Oh my goodness, Tyler. (laughs) What a list. <laughs> what a list. How how am I going to find this one?
0: All right. Well, we'll run down the list again, and you'll give me your yes, no's, and maybes.
1: Okay. And you're going right, to keep Weird track. Tales of the West. No, because I think that one is based off of the book, the, the book series, the queer thing that happened. No. I'm going to say no.
0: Okay. True Wit. No. But, my, but come on.
1: Based on True Grit, which is very yeah. funny. Yeah.
0: On the 1030 train.
1: See, this is too reminiscent of a of an actual thing that I don't quite know what it is, but it also feels like something Disney would pull in the seventies. <laughs> so
0: A handful of horses. No. <laughs> come on that one's good a fist a fistful of dollars
1: <laughs> this <laughs> list is actually <laughs> tyler don't get me wrong i'm super impressed with it. but i just a man I know.
0: named nebraska
1: no also very good though
0: hot lead and cold feet
1: no and that is a brilliant title
0: <laughs> times on the trail
1: potentially i'm putting a maybe in that one
0: <laughs> the rider of dixie ranch
1: No, because it's too much like their TV show, The Triple R.
0: Fun on the Frontier. No. That one's more like a documentary-like name. Yeah, yeah. Six in a Saddle.
1: I, unfortunately, am going to say maybe for that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Buckskin Bounty.
1: Also maybe for that one.
0: Outlaws on the Loose. No. No. Justice or jail?
1: No. <laughs> but very good. There is good. a question
0: mark. Yeah. yeah. Wagon train woes. No. Yeah, woes isn't quite yeah. titular.
1: Yeah. The
0: valley of violence.
1: No, but a very good alliteration there.
0: It's reminiscent of like uh the Muppet show, Sex and Violence. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like putting violence in the title just to be evo- uh, provocative. Yeah. Or evocative. Cowboys and cowgirls convene. No. <laughs> I originally just had cowboys and cowgirls, so I thought it'd be funny to add another <laughs> word. <laughs> Bandana Ranch.
1: Unfortunately, again, I'm going to put a maybe in that one.
0: <laughs> the Delaware Drifter. No. Yeah, Delaware obviously doesn't fit the
1: no <laughs> fit the theme,
0: but there are westerns where like a, yeah. a, a city man yeah. comes and yeah yeah Fort Durango.
1: No, although it sounds very familiar, and I don't know if it just sounds like something you can
0: else. you can name any western movie Fort Blank, and it sounds like a western movie. Yeah, uh, no sleep till Tulsa.
1: No, but I <laughs> also love that title.
0: The Shy Girl from Cheyenne.
1: No. All right.
0: All right. So there was um, 1030 Train, Man Named Nebraska, Times on the Trail, Six in a Saddle, Buckskin Bounty.
1: You said it was a Western comedy? Yeah. I'm going to go with Six in the Saddle. Okay. I know that's not it, but I like that one the most. Bandana
0: Ranch? You didn't?
1: Oh, oh, crap. Bandana Ranch. See, if it was a bandana, I'd be like, yes, because bandana just seems too, like, it's like calling it Sombrero Ranch. like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but you want to lock in Six in the Saddle? I'll
1: lock in Six in the Saddle. I know that's not it, but that's the one I like the most, I think, for this <laughs> 78 Western comedy.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's not Six in the Saddle. The correct answer was actually Hot Lead and Cold Feet. What? So something that you need to consider, Kondra, is... So the next time I do this, just look for the one that's the best. <laughs> I don't all think the other that ones was...
1: to be fair, that one did make me laugh probably the most. So I should have taken that as a clue.
0: Like, cause I, I actually only wrote most of these in like a, in a span of like 10 minutes. Like this was a, this was a rushed job, but some of them came out, you know, yeah, close enough to Western. Like, Western is a silly genre.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Um, I really, I, I looked up the Wikipedia page for Western and then just like wrote down words. For example, buckskin bounty. Yeah. Those are just two words.
1: Yeah, they are. But also <laughs> definitely fits in, could potentially be a Western movie.
0: Bandana ranch. Again,
1: could be sombrero just ranch.
0: Words, a handful of horses. That's a type of title that could exist, but obviously mushed together. Yeah. So hot lead and cold feet, 1978. Um, western comedy the i'm not going to go through the whole plot summary cuz i didn't have time to like really figure out what the like it was one of those wikipedia plot summaries that was like really long
1: yeah is there um, a wedding involved
0: i i don't even know okay the 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 main premise is that the 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 star actor in the movie Jim Dale who <gasps> must have been famous back then
1: not Jim Dale of Harry Potter audiobook fame though right i assume not that'd be hilarious i don't
0: I don't know. It's possible. Um, but you can look it up while I'm.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Um, he basically plays three different roles in the movie. So it's that type of comedy. One of the characters he plays is like a, a rich man. And then he also plays the like g- goodly, godly, like do-gooder. And he plays the like outlaw, wild, I think his name's Wilds Billy, like the silly guy gunslinger trope so he's playing like all the different caricature ar- archetypes in the same movie which makes sense as like a western comedy it is the same guy that does it's the, the
1: same harry potter. guy
0: <laughs> now is this the guy who um f- infamously like refused to pronounce certain words correctly
1: he was the one that made up all the voices like hermione's got the very particular voice and hagrid's yeah. got the voice like yeah he did like he is the harry potter audiobook guy
0: so if, uh, may, was it like was there like a Stephen Fry version who, who like pronouncing words wrong? There's a version. There's an audiobook Harry Potter, where they're like not saying the spells even close. And I'm not sure.
1: I don't think it's the Jim Dale version.
0: OK, um, anyway.
1: Sorry. Also, Don Knotts is in this movie, which is pretty cool.
0: Yes. Did not look up to see if it was on Disney Plus. Oh,
1: I can do I that while you're locked. Time, can't still.
0: imagine that it would be. It is not. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> as far as I could tell, it it wasn't uh, quite a, like a Cowboys and Indians genre movie. But even then, like, you're risking it with a western from back then.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I've never heard of this one before, so thank you for sharing. Um,
0: why did Why did Six in the Saddle sa- like sound like anything? Like, how are six people fitting in a saddle?
1: But like, it seemed like a. A seventies comedy for Disney, like Disney had some bad titles back then. (laughs) So I was like, "Well, Six in the Saddle is as good as any." It was like a family, like comedy kind of thing. I was thinking, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I guess like, yeah. There's there's three young children and they're all in a saddle. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like a really long saddle on like a long horse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know those famous log horses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's Minute 28 and the the, the segment game.
1: <laughs> the title game.
0: What 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 do you got to say?
1: Until next time, you can find us on Instagram at amateur nerds.
0: Or on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute.
1: You can also send us an email to amateur nerdspresent at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, let us know what your favorite Western comedy is.
1: And why it's blazing saddles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair, yeah.
1: Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram.
0: And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com.
1: I've been Condra,
0: And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if the musical number ends with a bang, you can bet on it.